Kevin Bowen here. Don't forget to listen to The Fan now on 93.5 or 107.5 FM. And check out our latest coverage online at 1075thefan.com. <laughs> well, yeah, here we are. We're back. Just a uh, couple of minutes, I don't know, minutes, hours. It all runs together at this point. We're back. Another edition of Kevin's Corner. Emergency pod, Carson Wentz. To the Washington Commanders, just sounds weird saying it. You know, it's funny, uh, the well, funny, sad, cry, laugh, whatever you want to call it. Podcast posted about an hour later. I get a text from someone I trust. Yeah, I'm here in Wentz to Washington for a couple picks. I'm like, mother. All right, uh, back in the lab. Chris Presley, unfortunately, can't be with us, so it'll just be myself. Uh, about a 15-ish minute pod, we're thinking here. And um, it's just kind of crazy when you actually put pen to paper. I had the Wentz stuff pre-written and just kind of, all right, uh, let me plug in whenever it happens, you know, the trade or the release whatnot, but when you actually look at it and are like, wow, a seventh straight year for a new quarterback for this franchise, it's pretty wild. Um, from Tolzien in 2017, to Luck, to Brissett, to Rivers, to Wentz, uh, now here we are um, with whoever it's going to be in 2022. Um, you guys have heard me all along this offseason. When you know the answer is no, you move on. Um, I felt like the Pacers <laughs> waited too long, you know, when they knew that current group wasn't no. But at that position in sports, quarterback, especially when you know it's no, yes, ideally you wouldn't be in the situation the Colts were just in. But you've got to be able to say, all right, we're not going to try and salvage this, you know, marriage to just save the kids. If the marriage isn't working out, boom, you get out. And you move on. Um, and, and really, it's going to sound a bit 7th grade-ish, but I really feel like the Colts just couldn't stand Carson Wentz, right or wrong. Um, I thought at times it got a little bit too built up, to be honest with you. But I think especially at the highest part of this organization, they had some major issues with them. Didn't love the stubbornness, I think, of Wentz. Um, you know, to be fair, I think Carson's kind of – always been that big man on campus and always had that, you know, adversity football-wise from a team success, individual success. Certainly he had some injuries, but he never really faced any of that. Um, And then you get into Philly and things start to slip a little bit, and you know it can go in a hurry. Um, And I think that's kind of contributed to so many people pointing to, well, Frank Reich knows him well. Well, Frank Reich and him were gone for – you know, four years, that's that's generations when you talk about it from an NFL um, standpoint. Um, I said this earlier today. I thought the Colts, as of this morning, were in the worst position of any AFC team quarterback-wise in the NFL. I stand by that statement. I think player-wise, they continue to be in the worst state. Honestly, of the names that you go out and try and find now, I don't necessarily – know if they will find someone that will get them out of being in such a poor state where they have though given me a little bit of hope is just now you've got some ammunition a little bit more to work with you've created more cap space I cannot believe Washington took on the full 28 million that's just it's absurd to me I get quarterbacks important but still uh, that's absurd to me you've moved up five spots in the second round you're only 10 spots outside of round one now sitting there at 42nd overall, uh, 
you've gotten that additional third-round pick. Uh, you know, you have the third-rounder coming next year that could turn into a second. That's a little bit more ammo, a, a much better draft situation. Again, not ideal, but a much better situation. I am surprised by the haul. Um, so credit to Chris Ballard. Um, you know, certainly it's the cost of doing business at quarterback. Um, again, you ideally you wouldn't be in this situation, but when you're in it, how do you get out of it? And I feel like the Colts have gotten out of it in about as good of a manner as you could hope. Someone texted me earlier. It was like, how would you rate the trade hall 1 to 10? They threw out the number like 7.8 to me. You know, there's so much like, I think, venom and just sour taste from having to move on from Carson Wentz after one season that I probably can't go like 9.5, 9.8, like things like that. But honestly, if you're going to rate the trade hall, you know, I, I'd say right around an eight. I, I think it's a pretty darn good trade haul. And the fact that they absorb that cap space. Now, and we did the blueprint pod, and for those that are curious if they should listen to the podcast we posted earlier today, I, I mean this in all seriousness, I think a lot of it, 98% of it still applies. But now the Colts have a little bit more cap space to work with. I don't know if they'll use all of it because that's not really been Ballard's MO and you still got the Nelson extension coming down the road. Uh, but I still think the blueprint, because I didn't expect Carson Wentz to be here in 2022, I, I think it still applies. So <laughs> self-promotion, I do encourage you to listen to the podcast um, from earlier today as well. Um, using the 70-ish million, you know, I, I've talked about, you know, seven, eight notable in-house free agents to re-sign. I look at free agency, and let's just put quarterback to the side. Um, I don't know. Maybe let's isolate ten million for quarterback. So you still got sixty, and with sixty million, you can still make a substantial move out of the four other needs: left tackle, and we've seen this Eric Fisher news, which is a bit odd to me. Wide receiver, tight end, and D end. You can address three of those positions with that sixty million in a very substantial manner, and then still resign some of your own. So I think that is an absolute must. You heard it on today's podcast if you've already listened to it earlier. Um, you've got to use March, mid-March free agency with vigor. It has not been used enough under this regime, and you've got to do that. Um, I think the price tag of Wentz is another indicator of how this quarterback class is viewed. You know, it's so weak in free agency, so weak in the draft as well. Um, man, Carson Wentz is going to be playing at Lucas Oil next year. I forgot about that. And uh, obviously at Philadelphia as well. You know, it's funny. I, I was kind of thinking of when to use this, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll mention it now. I was texting with someone, uh, I'll just say, in, in an important voice in the Colts organization. Um, and I was texting with this person back when I got a little birdie that Philip Rivers might be retiring a couple of years ago. The person usually gets back to me on a, I'd say on a very routine basis, and halted in their tracks when I asked this person if Philip Rivers was indeed retiring. And this person and I were going back and forth last week and talking about Wentz and Stafford and how all that went down and, you know, just a nice little back and forth, cordial, whatnot. And I said to them, and this was just me honestly offering my opinion like I'd offer it at a Beers with Bowen. I go, you know, I say it all the time. You've got to take a swing in the draft. You have got that's the avenue that offers the best chance in this league for sustained success. Difficult to identify, but if you do it, 
you're in a great cap situation, you're in a great environment situation, and you could be that for, hell, 10-some years, longer than that. And we're going back and forth, and this person was busy, and I'm not going to act like this person needs to text me back all the time, but all of a sudden, crickets. Now you're in a position drafting 42 overall. Not a great draft class, but is this the time to swing a little bit at that position? Is it? And, you know, even if you swing, like let's say you, whatever, you trade up to 20 and you draft Malik Willis, it, it's not like you, you are, like, seriously jeopardizing your franchise moving forward. Yes, you're you're taking a substantial swing, and if you miss on that, it's going to be a new regime. It's not like you've mortgaged the future, though, moving forward. Um, you'll definitely have to give up some some picks, but not as, like, gargantuan amount of um, as you would have compared to the a draft situation that you were in heading into today. Um, Post something on the website about the three avenues now for the Colts, and I'll kind of end with this. Um, trade, sign a free agent, draft the quarterback. The most popular name is Jimmy Garoppolo with this trade. My biggest issue with Jimmy G is health. Tore the ACL in 2018. Ankle injuries in 2020 missed half the season. And now this throwing shoulder issue, which is going to linger deep into the offseason, going to miss a large chunk of the offseason. And remember, one year on this contract, one year for him. So it's not like you're going to identify past this season. Those are my concerns there with him. Slight upgrade, sure. Has he been more efficient in the key metrics? Definitely. If you can't get to the top of the mountain, I, I... I don't want to waste 17 games as a starter when I could potentially see if some young guy can grow. Baptism by fire. Kind of my thoughts there on Jimmy G. Cap space would be certainly very similar. Obviously, you'd be giving up some sort of draft ammo for him as well. Kirk Cousins, meh. Matt Ryan, super meh. Jordan Love, you guys have heard me talk about that. I don't need to repeat myself. If you haven't, go listen to the previous pod. You know, sign a free agent. Again, the blueprint that I mentioned earlier today, Mariota in a draft pick. It's the route I'd go. Winston, you know, he's got a bit of a high, higher ceiling. That's fair. I mean, wouldn't the Saints want him back? It's kind of how I look at it. And then draft a quarterback. Again, not a great class at all, but you got a position. That's a position where that investment's got to be made. And you think, you know, Brady and Stafford were never run at, like, all these free agent quarterbacks, or even, you know, Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G has just had a franchise tell him no. New England didn't tell him no. San Francisco's telling him no. How does he react to that? Probably not as scarring as Philly, but the Ryan Tannehill case in, in today's NFL is really rare. Really rare. You don't see guys. And again, you'd argue how much success Tannehill has had. He's definitely had more success than he did in Miami, but. You know, not a lot of, obviously, postseason success. I just, boy, I'm just so team draft. Give Reich that element of mold, develop, and a fresh mind. Fresh mind. I know the experience and creating that experience and living through growing pains. I get that scary and all that, but still, that's a path that I would be exploring here. Um... Travis, we'll go with one question here. Colts more uh, disappointed in the man than his play. 
or to those words? Can you give any more details? Many take it to be his vax stance, but there were others vocal. Um, it could be non-vax related. Y- again, Carson's stubborn. There's a stubbornness to him. And I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's a bad, bad teammate. But I think it's an element of I believe I'm the smartest guy in the room. And eventually people see that. And eventually that rubs people the wrong way. And Frank Reich should have been more on top of it. And when Frank Reich was there, it's still year one or year two in Philly. And the rookie, you know, might be more of a sponge, might be more willing to open those ears. But as time moves along, things change. And it's just interesting that Frank was had so much conviction given he knows those people in Philly. And he trusts them, you would think. And, you know, Press Taylor, I guess, you know, bad advice. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a shame that the Colts took such a swing on intel they should have had. And yet here they are again, just so, so against. I mean, they have traded Carson Wentz one year into this without anyone on the roster that sniffs, hey, we're intrigued by this person. They just couldn't stand him. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Emergency pod right here. Carson Wentz. Um, again, feel free to DM me, whatnot. If you guys have questions, we'll get more into this next week. But uh, as we said all along, Carson Wentz would not be the starter here in 2022. The answer to who else, we'll see. Get Got an article up on 1075thefan.com. You can check that out. Um, yeah. See you guys. Have a great week. This has been Kevin Bowen. Thank you for listening to another edition of Kevin's Corner. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for the best Colts and Pacers coverage.